could with the minutes. Give it a shot. Yeah, if anybody finds that there's any errors on the minutes from last time, or if, if you just remember things that we couldn't remember, please let me know and I can edit them and update them. Uh, we just uh, didn't have the transcript to go off of, so it was kind of hard to remember, but let us know. All right, um, I'm gonna get started here. Uh, I'll go through some uh, round rules really quickly. Uh, I'm gonna put everyone on mute. Uh, you're free to unmute yourself. Uh, if you have any questions, please be respectful to all of our guests tonight. Um, we're gonna be doing things a little bit differently. I don't have a PowerPoint. We'll just be going off of, uh, off of the agenda minutes or off the agenda. And then I'll kind of tab through my browser for um, uh, the treasurer's report and uh, other items. Um, so let me share my screen and we can get started. How does that sound? Cool. Let me know if you can see my screen. Thumbs up or something. Um, cool. Uh, we'll get started here. Uh, for the first five or 10 minutes, uh, if anyone has uh, any announcements they would like to make, uh, I'll put the floor to you guys and uh, let you share what you guys have on your mind. I'll, I guess, start, right? We have some, I guess, pretty big news in the city today, right? We have a new mayor, our new alder person, uh, Sweet Tea has been sworn in as well. So, um, you know, those are the new folks to, to reach out to, uh, our new elected officials. So if you don't know how to reach out to them, let us know. Uh, anybody else with any announcements or things they'd like to share? All right. Um, I do have a, a question and yeah. I don't know if I should wait till later in the agenda or whether I can bring it up now. Sure, ask um, it now and then we can decide. <laughs> okay. Um, I, when I was door knocking in King's Oak during the campaign, I talked to a number of neighbors there who were interested in joining the neighborhood association, but said that the bylaws didn't allow them to join, um, but they don't have enough, you know, neighbors in Kings Oak it itself to like put together their own neighborhood association. Would it be possible to amend the bylaws to make it the Forest Park Southeast and Kings Oak neighborhood association so that they have somewhere they can, you know, there are neighbors like, and they're not that big, so. That's I a great I question. That I would bring it up. <laughs> I mean, it should be possible to amend the bylaws. So, yeah. I mean, I think if the community thinks that this is worth doing, and I, I personally do, I feel like we can. Yeah, I, I think there would be a number of people interested in their neighborhood who and joining. Um, you know, I, I say, yeah, more engaged neighbors would be great. 
Uh, I'll just mention that, um, yeah, there is in the bylaws a process spelled out by which we can change and amend things. So, um, and I believe that, you know, this neighborhood association used to be called the Gibson Heights Neighborhood Association and it expanded and changed its name once before. So uh, to my knowledge, it, it should be possible to do it again. And I think it sounds like a good idea. I guess I'll say this, I can start, I don't know, I can make it a project this week to start drafting something with anyone who's interested and we can try to have something to talk about next meeting or in between. Way to go, Brian. I have a little bit of extra time, <laughs> a couple weeks, so I'll make use of it. Good. Nice, awesome, thank you. Uh, anybody else have anything that they'd like to get off their chest? Cool. Uh, we'll jump over into the treasurer's report. I think we want to do a couple things here. Um, we'll run through the report itself. Um, I think we'll give a little update on Venmo. And then what I'd like to do um, is ask for um, dues for this year. I don't. Uh, I don't think we've asked for for dues paying members yet. Um, the last big uh, ask, or when everyone most recently paid dues, was in October uh, for the November election. So we'll probably ask for for dues this time around this month. Um, Steve, I'll I'll turn it over to you. Let me pull up the treasurer's report. There we go. Steve, I think you're on mute. There you go. You can hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so current year for the month of March, there was no activity. We're still at $2,619.33. Um, that compares uh, uh, favorably to last year at this time where we were at uh, $2,386. Um, Dan, did you want me to talk about Venmo or did you want to talk about that? Yeah, I, I can bring it up. Uh, I'll talk okay. about it really quickly. Uh, so. Venmo is, I mean, Venmo is a uh, money sharing service first and foremost. Uh, while we are all remote, it's our primary way to collect dues. Um, our handle is FPSE-NA, Forest Park Southeast Neighborhood Association. Um, over the past couple of months, we've had a little bit of difficulty getting access to the account, um, old phone numbers that are used for two-factor authentication um, is, is the primary way of getting codes to get in. Uh, we're working on that right now. We should have a solution here in the next few days via our support over at Venmo. Um, I have access to the account through my web browser, but Steve at the moment doesn't, and I can't access it through, through my phone, but, um, it's all the same web or, or mobile. Um, I think what we'll do now is 
Um, I believe there are only two dues paying members, three dues paying members at the moment, Ken Johnson, um, Matthew Fick and JC Fick, I believe are their names. Um, so if you would like to be a um, dues paying member um, with uh, ability to uh, vote in elections, um, now is a time I would ask to for you guys to uh, submit your your dues. Dues are what whatever you can pay. Uh, One dollar is is the is the ask, but obviously um, pay what you can. Um, I would add that there is currently nothing in the Venmo account, so it's not like there's money out there that we can't get at. Well, correct. Uh, today we had two people pay pay dues uh, just before this meeting, but other than that, um, we can we can still access the entire Venmo account. I have access to it, so. Um, can you say the Venmo handle again so that I can send my yeah. money? F P S E dash N A. I can actually. Uh, Dan, I, I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, it's like we paid dues back in October. Um, should we pay until October for 2021 or, or should we be paying now for 2021? Uh, you should be paying now for 2021. Okay. Uh, the payment for October in October was for the year of 2020. And it's a new fiscal year, a new board. Um, so new dues be, would be need to be paid for for this year yes okay that's good, good question now. thank you yes yes um moving moving on um you guys can pay throughout the night or or later on, but um, yeah. Um, any other questions or comments regarding the the treasurer's report? Eve or I? All right. Um, we will move on to the crime and safety report. We have uh, Officer Walker with us tonight. Um, Officer Walker, if you have any uh, important crime or crime updates you'd like to provide us or any tips uh, for this month, uh, we're all ears. Hello, everybody. So basically, I sent out the, um, the weekly crime report. I hope you guys had a chance to go over it. I think you had about five incidents, incidents this uh, past week. Basically, a few were cars being broken into, some stolen license plates, and I think one domestic disturbance in the neighborhood. So um, overall, you guys' neighborhood crimes or incidents were fairly down compared to the other neighborhoods in the area. I did set out the flyers for the, uh, the converter, the Cadillac converters, because we're still focusing on those because there's still the big thing going on in the city. You guys' neighborhood was lucky. Um, no one got hit, you know, didn't get their converters uh, stole. I think mean, we only had two neighborhoods that had that incident happen. Um, so that was good. We did wrap up, um, rev up more patrols in Forest Park. 
southeast we had some overtime cars come in um both shifts to work to kind of deter the crime in the neighborhood so we're hoping that that kind of you know worked um we will be looking um into switching our duty hours as it gets warmer to kind of be out there when the clubs start opening up to try to combat the crimes i know that's going to go up once these clubs get back in full swing of things and then you know it warms up outside so we'll be um, the deep platoon will be switching our hours over to also be out there with the um, Forest Park um, security cars that you have out there patrolling. Um, overall, the crime is down in the second district um, so far. Um, as far as the major crimes in the second district, we've only had one robbery, and that was in the Northampton neighborhood. We have five aggravated assaults. Those took place in the Tower Road South neighborhood, the Hill neighborhood, and Lindenwood Park. We've had a total of five burglaries in the second. Two were businesses. Three was residential. Of course, none was in the Forest, in the Forest Park Southeast neighborhood. Year-to-date, um, you guys' crime was up a little bit, about 6.4%. You had a total of 83 crimes this year versus last year. You had about 78 crimes. Um, I compared, we compared the last 30 days um, of this year, you had like 11 incidents. Around the same time last year, you had like 12 incidents. Um, the last 14 days, we looked at the crime over there and you had the five, which was what I sent out today. And around the same time last year, you guys had about six. So all in all, the crime is down, well, up a little bit. So 83 versus 78. To look good. Um, pretty much that's all we have. So we would continue to put out those Cadillac converter thefts until those numbers go down. I did send out the burglary uh, uh, fire. I'm, I'm sure that I don't know if you guys got it, but I know I sent some out today because we did have a couple of burglaries in some of the other neighborhoods. Um, like I said, until those numbers go down, we will be focusing on that. I did notice in some of the other neighborhoods close to you guys that it was an uptick in um, the license plates being stolen. Some folks have had the license plate tabs being stolen. So that's why we recommend that if you haven't sliced up your license plate sticker, do that. So it's not easy for someone to come out and just peel your yearly tick, you know, your yearly tab off your license plate. So slice it up, makes it harder. They can't just pull it out. Um, and just be vigilant. Keep your lights on at night. A lot of people don't like keeping their porch lights on. They think that runs the lights up, run your electric bill up, but it does, and it doesn't hurt. You know, the brighter your area is, the crime, the you know, the burglars, the suspect criminals won't come to your house. Um, with those tips, that's basically all we have right now. I said we're still working in the neighborhood, keeping those cars out there with the 50 cars. I believe uh, last week we might have two. Two cars came in during the day shift. I'm sure we might have had a couple of cars on the afternoon shift. And their main focus was Forest Park Southeast and Tower Grove South because those are the two neighborhoods that um, we were getting hit um, a lot in. Um, other than that, I don't have a whole lot going on. Like I said, you guys' neighborhood was fairly quiet. But if there's anything that you guys need from us or you, any particular area you need us to focus on, I know the Grove area is going to be a hot you know, part of the neighborhood, considering uh, all the restaurants and bars. So, so we will be focusing on those. But are there any other areas inside of Forest Park Southeast that you guys think we need to focus on or you think you're having problems with? That way we can kind of address those issues as we go. Um, I did have a meeting with the neighborhood uh, NSO over there. He was um, 
gave me a few uh, areas or businesses to look at and pay attention to. So I kind of drove past there and um, scoped out some things and had to write a few parking tags and things like that. Um, but if there's anything else or any areas or blocks that you guys need me to focus on, you can let me know and I will get out there and see what I can do. Cool. I think uh, Brian has his hand raised. Brian? Yeah, first, thanks for sharing all that, Officer Walker. I really appreciate that. Um, I actually just had a quick question. It's probably too soon to know. I uh, called 911 around 1030 last night since I heard around four or five shots seemingly in the Forest Park Southeast area along Taylor, it sounded like. Anyhow, pretty darn close. So um, I don't know if you possibly had any updates on, on that, but it's probably too soon. But either way, I thought I'd mention it. Okay, I will look into that um, while we're on here. If anybody has any other questions, they can. I will be looking into that before I get off, uh, and I can let you know what um, they have in here. Awesome. Thank you. Well, any other questions uh, at the moment for Officer Walker? Any, any spots in the neighborhood that uh, patrols should be keeping their eyes on? Okay, so you said this happened about 10.30 last night. I know we had some shots. I see we had a shots call, shots call, shots fired call came in last night around uh, 2234 in the 4500 block of Oakland. That's me. <laughs> okay, quite a few came back in um, around Oakland, Arco, 45C, quite a few people called in around there. Let me see what we have. Everyone he heard shots, but nothing was located. Hmm. I'm just scrolling through now to see if the officers put anything in the comments. Thanks for checking. I appreciate it. Quite a few calls. People saying they heard like five shots. Yeah, so in the notes, the officers came out, they said they canvassed the area, but nothing was located. But yes, about six or seven calls came in about that last night. So, hmm, I'm wondering. Yeah, a lot of people called, but they know that they did not lo locate anything. So I don't know if that could have just been somebody shooting at the air, shooting at each other. I have no idea, but yeah, quite a few people called in about that. Thank you. Well, I'm glad people called. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, any yeah. other any other questions for Officer Walker before we turn it over to uh, our neighborhood improvement specialist? Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for uh, attending, uh, Officer Walker. Um, you're free to you're free to leave now, but uh, if you want to stick on, you're also free to stick on. But uh, oh, I wish I could. Ahead. I actually have another Zoom meeting now. I got to get in with the Tiffany neighborhood now. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks for All joining. Right. Me. Take care. At All least right. you can take care. For my thank you. Uh -huh. Thank you, Nicola. So I, I just say because I met with her uh, this week and her last week meeting, and we've got some issues we're working on, like she said. So. It's going to be a good, uh, good, good working relationship. Um, so I don't have much. I'll leave the rest to Park Central uh, and the new alderwoman. But um, 
I did send on to you guys the the board the uh, a volunteer opportunity if you want to help with giving uh, not giving the shots but helping FEMA at the dome they're coming into St. Louis and doing thousands of vaccinations every day now so they they're going to need a lot of volunteers but hopefully the neighborhood association will pass on that volunteer opportunity that I sent them. Um, then let's see, we've been working on a few dumping sites uh, with the police environmental investigation unit might be getting some cameras. We'll see, but I know there were a couple of issues in the last month that seemed to bubble up. And I, mentioned last time that we got some trees planted primarily in Shoto Park and on Norfolk, which had a lot of ash tree removals. So we wanted to get Norfolk planted again, the 4200 block in particular. And that's been done, it looks good. Um, so uh, the help that I would need from you guys would be if you have any issues with abandoned vehicles uh, we've had a few that have been there for a, several months, finally get rid of those. So I need to know from you guys where those are, because I can't always tell if they're abandoned, if I'm just driving by. And then also, of course, report dumping, report uh, nuisance properties. If you think there's a pattern behavior at a, a property that we could uh, work on, uh, please let me know those addresses. Uh, happy to answer any questions or yield the rest of my time. Hey, Ron, I have a question about trees. Um, a couple summers ago, we got a new tree planted uh, and that was awesome, but then it died immediately. Uh, and, and I was just wondering, does that put us at like the back of the list for a new tree again, or is there any kind of follow-up to make sure the trees planted take? Well, this year for the first time, uh, forestry noticed that a lot of trees have been dying. So they, with the new trees, they put a, what they call a polymer diaper it, it, underneath the mulch or the dirt. So they're watering the tree when they plant it. They're putting this diaper on top that will absorb moisture and slowly release it. Uh, and then putting the dirt over that. So hopefully we won't have that happen as often uh, going forward. That being said with your tree, you need to let me know or let Citizen Service Bureau know that it died and we'll get, get it on the list for the next funding round. Every year, the alderman decides how much uh, he or she wants to spend on different you know, expenses. So if, if there's enough, if there's a lot of tree requests, they may not fund all of them the current year, just like sidewalks or street paving or whatever but eventually they'll, they'll get to it. But by all means, let me and, and uh, Ms. Peel know um, if you have anything you want expedited. Okay. Can, can we put in our own tree or does that make us like you, yeah, liable? No, you can definitely <laughs> put a new tree in and we would love that, but uh, please call forestry first. They'll give you a free permit to do that. They just want to make sure that the tree you want to put in has enough space to grow and isn't going to interfere with, with um, either streetlight or other trees uh, and is the right species because there are a lot of species that 
uh, may not fit well in the urban environment or are disease prone or drought uh, subject to, to drought. Um, but yeah, just call the general forestry number or you can call me and I'll make sure that happens. Okay, right. thank cool. you. Thanks. Awesome. Any other questions, comments, concerns for Ron? All awesome, Ron. Uh, thanks for hopping in. Uh, if you're busy, I'm sure you are. You're free to hop off. But as always, love love for you to stick around. I'll I'll, I'll stay on, but I'll keep my face hidden. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> busy. Right. Thanks, Thanks. Appreciate it. Cool. Uh, awesome. Next, we'll turn it over to Park Central. I see that Elena is on. Um, Elena, if you want to take us through any updates regarding the development and or infrastructure. Um, and then uh, we'll give a couple minutes on the feedback on the proposed banners uh, along uh, Manchester. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I don't really have very much for development or infrastructure. Um, the city was paid for the 16 ramps that the infrastructure committee approved. And I think I talked about that last time, but there are 16 ramps throughout the neighborhood that the infrastructure committee was um, received money for and they were going to have those replaced. Um, for Park Central, I do wanna talk about our Golden Access Program. Um, we are partnering with the Golden Grocer and it's a new program for black and brown families um, that will, it, it's like a, um, there will be like four workshops in a series. And then so once you complete two of those workshops, then you can receive $100 worth of baby and new mom goodies and $50 to the Golden, or $50 gift card to the Golden Grocers. Um, so I'm actually going to put, there is a link to sign up for that. So I will put that in the chat here for anybody who wants to sign up or if you have people, it's for the entire city of St. Louis. So um, if you know anybody else who you think would be a good candidate for that, please pass that along. Um, and then kind of a pet project of mine that I've been working on, I call it the GAP Initiative. Um, it is the Grove Assault Prevention. Um, we have been rolling with that. We're about to put out a press release. Uh, and so we originally did a Safer Spaces training with Shauna Potter in March, and the next one will be May 4th. And then we're going to do a gender affirming training with um, Jess Jones, and that's going to be June 23rd. Um, these are um, by invite only right now, but it's all the businesses in the Grove. Uh, so we are just kind of selecting uh, businesses who we think would be a good fit for that. Um, and so, so far, like Handlebar, Rise Coffee, um, and the City Boutique have all gone through the first training. And then we're also going to get rehab. Um, tropical liqueurs and Taha Tiki to all go through those trainings. And so we're kind of targeting the bars a little bit, making sure that this is a safe area for anybody who is welcome to come. Um, and just on the note of businesses in the Grove, uh, there were a couple new business openings uh, recently. So Suede Dispensary just opened up. Uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday. Um, and Takashima Records is opening up under new ownership. Um, so I think, uh, I don't know all of the partners in that before, but I think it was Sean Botzel and 
Matt Leach. There are going to be new owners who are kind of reimagining it. It's not going to be, um, it's not going to be what it was before, but it's the same name and the same place. Um, Rise Coffee and Handlebar both reopened. They were closed during the winter, um, but now they're both back. Um, the Grove said the signs, um, they are being constructed <laughs> currently. The, the structures that are supposed to support them are being constructed. They will be um, completed estimated second week of May. So cool. before your next meeting, <laughs> which is really exciting. Um, and then there's a, there's a handful of other projects that they're talking about taking on, um, possibly a bench at the corner of Manchester and Sarah where that mouse statue is at Chroma. Um, there's a bus stop there that uh, a lot of people sit on the mouse statue. And so they were thinking about adding a bench there so that people have a place to sit. Um, and then there might be an additional trash pickup on Saturdays because the, some of the cans get really full over the weekends. Um, that's been an ongoing problem. And so the contractor suggested it and the public services committee is, um, is, is recommending to the board that they do that extra trash service. So that'll be at the next board meeting, they'll vote on that. Um, and then the marketing committee is discussing uh, some winter holiday ideas, um, maybe an event possibly. Um, they're not sure yet. They're thinking about decorations or an event or something like that. So if you have any input on like what you'd like to see in the Grove during the winter holidays, um, please email me. Uh, I'll type my email address in here so that you all have it. Um, and yeah, so just if you have any ideas for like a winter holiday thing that you'd like to see in the neighborhood, let me know and I can run it by the marketing committee. And then you have up here this banner design. Um, so this was a, I just, I, I really wanna make this point across. Um, this was a free design that was donated to the Grove Sid. There was no money spent on this design. Uh, it was the Tatiana Telnikova. She is the owner of Handlebar and the marketing committee chair. She uh, came up with that with one of her graphic designer friends and um, they didn't charge any money to anybody for it. Um, so I did want to get public input on that. If you don't feel comfortable talking about it in a public meeting, you can email me as well. Uh, totally fine with that. Yeah, uh, we did, we did post this on our, uh, neighborhood association Facebook page and it got a lot of good feedback. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw, if you saw that. Happy to send you that link uh, after this, just so you have that additional feedback to provide to the, the marketing committee. Um, yeah, I but, love that. And I also yeah. saw that Tower Grove Pride posted it on um, on Instagram and there was a lot of good feedback from that as well. Cool, very nice. Yeah, but if anyone has uh, feedback they wanna share tonight or, or privately with Elena, um, you can do so now or uh, via email to her. My only comment is, um, I like everything but the red letters of the word Grove. That's just my personal opinion. And I don't know what color would be better, but that'd be what I would change. Okay, I yeah. will make a note of that and let them know. 
or I, if you I just think that the red letters are are the actual Grove logo that they have um, already. It it may actually help if you just do like a thin white line around the Grove graphics so it stands out a little bit more. Just thinking, yeah, that Kalina's has the same thought. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay <laughs> great it was, it was really nice I like yeah <laughs>
I think in years past, um, uh, there's been people who've brought up doing like a scavenger hunt with uh, the murals around uh, the Grove. Um, in August, we typically participate in uh, National Night Out, obviously as one of our bigger uh, events that we put on. And last year we had to postpone it because of COVID. Um, there's the, the spring cleanups um, that we can do uh, at, at a moment's notice uh, if we want to put one of those on. Um, and then I think there were a couple others. Uh, we had our ice cream social in 2019 as well. Um, again, a little bit more difficult with, with COVID and, and following proper protocol. But um, I think as people get their vaccinations and we can take the, the proper protocols, um, anything outdoors uh, and warm weather, socially distant, um, are definitely ripe for some opportunity if anyone has any. Look at that. Got some suggestions in the chat. Outdoor movie night. Um, outdoor evening social with beer, wine, circle in the park. Love it. Um, cool scavenger hunt app called Goose Chase. That's pretty cool. I'll have to look into that one. Um, and Michael's always up for a neighborhood cleaning. I am too, man. I am too. Sometimes you just got to do it on your own. But it's better in a group. Whole neighborhood-wide cleanup. Those are fun. A fun evening helping Brian dig up his yard. Brian, can you come over to my yard and help me dig it up? Okay, we can exchange. Not dig up. There's so much. <laughs> what do you What do you need so to dig much. up? We're redoing our whole backyard, and oh. and I don't know, just fair, like we're digging three or four inches deep, and we just have to ferry so much soil to the green waste bin. Oof, that's hard. Yeah, so fun activity. Join me. No. Oh, be careful with uh, digging up your backyard. If it's anything like ours, you know, the renovator just buried all of the debris. And so, like, every time we go digging, like, there's just glass and nails. It's terrible. It is. It's glass and nails. But we have found 12 bricks. So that's fun. Wow. So we're going to realize those. Yeah, like, full-size bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I apologize to interrupt. Um, uh, we, we need to keep our eye on the time here because we want to get to um, introducing our new alder person. But um, sorry to be the rain on the parade, Brian, but we're not going to come help you do your yard. But uh, <laughs> Ooh. But, but uh, anybody else have other ideas? I've taken down notes on the ones that we wrote in the chat. Um, Yard sales, I saw that one. Any others you want me to put down for consideration and maybe we can do a vote or something like that. Dan, do you think we should uh, take these suggestions, talk about them as a board and bring them back uh, next month or do you wanna do further discussion on these uh, ideas tonight? Uh, yeah, let's put some thought around it as a board. Um, maybe uh, pick a few and put some dates to them. Um, and, and provide a little bit more of a, of a concept to the idea and uh, come back next month with some ideas that we can uh, bounce around more thoroughly. Sounds good. Cool beans. Here we're cleaning, always welcome. Planting trees. <laughs> <laughs>
that's a nice one too. Um, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, right now we're going to jump over into our next topic and meeting officially meeting our 17th ward, all the person, Tina, Tina, would you like to make an introduction and, and share a little bit about yourself, your, your goals, your plans, and have a little Q and A. Great, thank you, everyone. Um, and please call me Sweet Tea. Okay, yes, <laughs> I'm, Sweet Tea. I, I'm still Sweet Tea. Okay, <laughs> all Easy. right, thank you. Um, as some of you know, uh, I uh, was sworn in today, so officially, I am your alderwoman of the 17th Ward. And uh, it was an amazing event. I want to acknowledge Kalina Menke, who was, um, is the treasurer of my campaign. She was indispensable. And she came and it was an honor to have her um, at my swearing in. Um, and I also would just like to thank all the volunteers um, who helped the campaign and all the supporters and all the voters. And I'm really glad to represent Forest Park Southeast and all the other neighborhoods for the ward. Uh, a little bit about me. Uh, for those of you who may not know, I, I am a community planner. I am a city planner. Um, and so community is really important to me. And it's also important to when I was canvassing a lot of other people. Um, people said that, you know, they want actually the neighborhoods to be bridged. They want to know the different neighborhoods. And so that is something I would like to help and do. Um, I ran on the principles of accountability, community, and equity. And I believe if we, as a city and even as a community, we make our decisions on those three principles, we will make the right decision. And so the three priorities I have, and I think that has been brought up here in Ward 17 to really focus on is looking at development, and making sure people and the neighborhoods are aware and have some input on making sure that we have equitable development in the neighborhood, safety and security, and then as I mentioned, community engagement. Um, so today we also had in terms of um, after our swearing in, we actually had a committee board meeting. And one of the things that we had our first board meeting for the session 2021 and 2022. And one of the first things that we had a win on was in terms of public engagement with the Board of Aldermen in terms of bills, amendments, and resolutions. And all the committee meetings of the Board of Aldermen are open to the public. But today what happened is that we've added one more step. And in the past, um, not all individuals were able to speak who came citizens in terms of resolutions and amendments. And we have now decided to open that up and allow everybody to speak. You might have a time limit, but we're gonna open it up to everyone and not cut them off. And so that is big in terms of transparency, engagement, and making sure that you know, we have that civic involvement because a lot of people say their voices aren't heard. And so that was a really a big win for um, us all to be accountable to you as citizens. 
Um, does anybody have any questions for me before I go on? Okay. Um, so I wanted to mention, uh, some people know about the Tower Grove Neighborhood Connector. And I uh, just wanted to give you a little bit update. Uh, they're 30% done with the design. Um, they're gonna have a stakeholder engagement meeting with property ho holders adjacent to this connector. And then after they talk to the property owners, they're gonna have another meeting, a community meeting, and then they'll have an open house. And so that will be taking place over the next few months. And I will get some more information about that and we'll publicize it um, in the neighborhood. It's gonna be going through actually um, Shaw neighborhood, Forest Park South, East, and then a little bit of Central West End. Um, what's gonna happen when this uh, takes place is that there are gonna be some improvements. Uh, for instance, um, the Tower Grove and Van Deventer intersection is gonna be improved. Um, sidewalks are gonna be fixed and they're gonna be new traffic signals and a cycle track. Um, so that'll be interesting having a cycle track. Uh, it will run from Tower Grove Avenue from Magnolia it will turn northwest at Vandevender and then end on Sarah and Vandevender, um, passing through wards 19, 8, and 17. So that is my update for that connector. Anybody have any questions about that or want me to bring any questions to Scott Ogilvy in the city who is managing this project uh, with many different organizations? Uh, Brian, it looks like you have your hand raised. I accidentally muted myself right as I unmuted. Anyhow, uh, congratulations again, Sweet Tea, um, uh, today for everything. Uh, thanks for all that you're doing. And quick question for you. Just since I've recently gotten into biking, I'm also super scared of biking around cars. Do you know if this is a protected bike lane? Like, do you know if there's like a curb in between it and the street or... I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked up this Tower Grove connector, really. I just heard about it, actually, um, just recently, and I do not know either. Um, I'm going to post in the uh, chat uh, their website to find more information. And I also can get back to you. I'll talk to uh, Scott regarding, um, you know, protected body claims and what that all means. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. So I just put in the chat. Uh, where you can find some more information about this connector. Hey, this is Kalina. Yeah. Um, I, I've actually seen the preliminary plans for this and it is a protected bike lane. So a cyclotrack means um, that there's a divider. So there will be a physical barrier between the bikes and the cars. It's really neat. I am thrilled. Thank you for that news. Yeah, you're welcome. That's your favorite neighborhood civil engineer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk Bye. more, trust me. Okay, great. Well, thanks, Melina, who was a huge biker, biking fan. So um, thank you for that. Um, and then the last thing I just want to bring up, and I know you guys spoke about it at the previous Neighborhood Association meeting, and that is um, interaction with Park Central Development and the Development Committee. And so I'm going to be meeting with Abdul and, and Brian Phillips um, regarding uh, the organization and getting more information um, and a download from them. 
and, you know, eventually, you know, bring back, you know, what your concerns are. So I'd love people to email me um, regarding your concerns um, and I can talk to them about that. Um, I definitely need to just look into what this is all about and then bring that back to you. And I know that we have talked about um, putting a person from the Neighborhood Association onto the committee. Um, and then there's, you know, other ideas out there. And that is, you know, there is an opportunity to have more than one person. Um, I think that one thing in terms of creating community is that we need diverse voices. And so we need to see what the process is and what has been the process in terms of getting that the, the, the diverse voices onto the committee. So um, just open it up to people regarding um, some ideas. I know some people have written me, so. And I definitely, you know, in terms of development, new development um, is getting this information to you, um, be transparent um, and have community meetings where there are, you know, big developments that are going to happen. So we know that in terms of the King's Highway, you know, pe people are looking at that. Um, investors are looking at that. Um, and so, you know, but what is it? I don't know yet. Um, and so, you know, bringing to your attention that, you know, that's one of the big developments in, that will really affect the community um, because it's so um, close to the neighborhood. Uh, unlike some of the other developments that are going on with Green Street um, that will be going on on Banda Vendor. Uh, and so uh, that's more in the industrial area. I see, I seek to figure out, you know, all the developments that are going on in Ward 17 and there are a lot of things happening. <laughs> so any questions for me? I don't have any questions, okay, Adam? Yeah. I don't really have any questions, but I guess I just um, wanted to say thank you because you kind of spoke to a couple of the things I was going to ask about. And um, I was just going to say, I would love to touch base outside the meeting um, uh, to kind of go over some of my concerns. If uh, that's all right, we'll set up another time. Yep, that'd be fine. Great. Anybody else? I mean, I would love for everyone, uh, whoever, you know, we've been discussing that, I would love to have um, something, you know, just even it was bullet points, just written out, um, you know, as a memo or something like that from you all and have something that's comprehensive. Um, then we could really think about that and then plan forward. Uh, and I think that would be, because we've been just, I don't know, for what I've, I've seen, um, we're talking about it, but like putting things into writing and then we could then create something from that. So um, I am really amiable in terms of working with the community uh, because we wanna keep this um, a great neighborhood for all. I mean, one of the things that I know um, individuals, you know, we're looking at and I've been on the anti-displacement work group is, you know, the displacement of individuals. And so, 
that is something we really definitely need to work on, especially the seniors. Um, we have seniors in the smaller houses um, on the uh, south side of Manchester I've been speaking to, and they're very worried about getting bought out. Um, and so where will they go, you know, especially because it's not going to be enough money for them to live on um, for, you know, for the next 10, 20 years, it'll go very fast. So, you know, they have a roof and a home and uh, it would be best because they want to stay in their, in their home. Any other questions or comments for Sweet Tea? Okay. Cool, sounds like a no. Um, how can uh, people uh, best contact you, Sweet Tea? Uh, through um, my email, which I'll put into the chat. Um, and it's peel tea at St. Louis-mo.gov and I'll put it into the chat. Awesome. And if you forget that, go to my website and you can contact me there. So. We'll have that information on our website as well. Um, those not familiar with our website, our website is forestparksoutheast.com. Uh, on the homepage uh, right there, there is uh, a short list of uh, uh, neighborhood leaders, contacts like your older person, like your neighborhood improvement specialist with their contact information there. We'll have to update that now today with uh, the official news that Sweet Tea is our older person. So that will be updated uh, later today. And we'll provide uh, her email in our, our minutes and, and stuff as well. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Congrats. Um, again, you're happy to stick around. Happy to have you stick around for the last five or 10 minutes here. Um, we'll jump into our, our next topic, uh, which was a topic that we had discussed uh, last month, and I believe the month before, which was our amendments to the bylaws. Um, last let me pull up the page really quick. So, um, so some background since around 20, early 2020, late 2019, we've been discussing with uh, Park Central, uh, the development committee, um, the residents on amending the bylaws to have a seat on the Forest Park Southeast Development uh, Committee. Um, last month when we discussed um, a lot of, there were some concerns and some questions and some comments regarding those bylaws. Um, the process to get a, uh, amendment or changes, any changes to the bylaws requires a couple things. One is a quorum, um, from, so we have to have a number of dues paying members attend, um, a meeting in which we discuss the changes to the bylaws. And in the following meeting, um, the board would come back with changes, any changes to those bylaws and have uh, possibly have a vote. Um, because nobody was a dues paying member who attended last month, we did not have a quorum, so we cannot vote on bylaws today. And there were still uh, concerns 
around wording and if this was an appropriate step um, to take. Um, the, in short, the amendments that we had proposed, uh, again, would provide uh, the board a seat, a representative on the development committee. This person would be responsible for um, providing feedback um, from the neighbors, from neighborhood association meetings and providing that, as, that feedback to uh, the development committee at development committee meetings. This person would be uh, a, a full member of the development committee itself and would adhere to those bylaws. This person would not have uh, voting uh, typical voting powers of, of a board member, um, but would be uh, just a representative that would be responsible to the neighbors uh, and residents, general members, um, as would like a typical board member would be. Um, again, we received a lot of feedback, uh, even an email, a lengthy email before uh, today's meeting that I have not read through yet um, with uh, some concerns, suggestions, and whatnot. I just, I, go ahead. Can I ask a quick question? Did you just say that the proposed um, position of the Forest Park Southeast Neighborhood Association representative at the development committee would not be a voting member on development committee decisions? They would be a voting member on development committee's decisions, not a voting member as a neighborhood association board member. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Yep. Um, where was I? Uh, I've, I've, I've kind of brought this up a few times, but this, this, one amendment or this solution is not the solution, it's a solution. Um, what we've, our, our objective as, even as, as Sweet Tea had mentioned is, is, is accountability, transparency, communication. Um, we wanna make sure the voices of our neighbor, neighbors are, hood, are heard. Um, and, and one um, way in which we can accomplish that is having, um, somebody who can represent the neighborhood and provide those opinions and those concerns to the board in a very formal way. Um, when we were discussing this earlier, there that, that, that board member on the development committee would have voting powers um, on approving uh, a project or um, providing community support. Um, but we wanna be very cautious and very, um, I guess cautious is the word on, on what, what that person would be approving or disapproving. Um, and early on there were discussions of, you know, it, 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 it does come down to just like, not just like, it comes down to, does this abide by form-based code? Um, has the developer or 
you know, the development committee provided ad adequate notification to um, the residents in the area and have those residents had adequate time to provide their feedback. And that's really what this person is there to do. They're not to say, oh, you know, my personal opinion is X, Y, and Z. That's why, you know, I'm not approving it. It's to make sure that community members, that our residents, that our community has, I've rambled on for so long, I'm so sorry, um, has had their voices heard, has had the time to speak up and that um, the development committee is following their own bylaws in, in that regard. I also wanted to add, um, and somebody, um, you know, gave, gave me these ideas from the part of Southeast and neighbor. And I, 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 I like this idea too. And that is, and I don't think it's the either or that you could have just a representative. But the other one was um, this individual said that in the past, um, Park Central Development came to the meetings and presented, um, you know, what this development was so everybody could hear. And so, um, that might be something that you want to. Um, I know Tower Grove um, Neighborhood Association has uh, that happened in which, you know, it's presented to all the members. So even having developers, you know, coming to the meeting and showing, you know, what they're doing. Um, and then, you know, everybody could hear what's happening, talk about it, and you still could have a representative. Um, and I feel that would open it up even more. Because sometimes even having a representative, it's kind of going to a third party and you lose something in that communication. Um, and so that was an idea that um, somebody floated by myself and some other people. So yeah. Like yeah, and we've and, and and we've done that in the past where we've had um, active members of the development committee come and share a packet and those updates with us, just as uh, similar to what Alina did uh, today, um, except for if there is a development committee, this person would come um, as just a, as a person on the board of the de development committee, they would come and share the development committee packet, explain what, what the variances are, explain what the project is. And um, it would, it would kind of end in there to agree. We would have a discussion, um, but that person wasn't necessarily responsible for containing all of that feedback um, and sharing it out with um, the development committee. And there was also the issue of the, when that development, com development committee, committee oof, packet was shared out, uh, typically, in the past, at least, that was the same night as the um, neighborhood association meeting. So it was either an hour before the, the, the neighborhood association meeting or it just, it'd be too late. Um, so again, there's some, there's some changes that we can make there. And this was also a discussion and something that Park Central had said they would uh, do is change the timing of when they have those meetings. So, or when they share out the development committee packets to better align with neighborhood association meetings. So we can share those updates in a timely manner with residents to gather their feedback to present and share back to the development committee. Yeah, part of the change, the reason we were looking at doing this is that 
Uh, we were having difficulties getting Park Central to, you know, continue on doing those sort of presentations because that's kind of how it used to run where Brooks would come and, you know, present to the Neighborhood Association what the Development Committee would be reviewing um, in their upcoming meetings so that people who had a vested interest, who had more thoughts could come to the Development Committee or provide feedback, you know, following the presentation. Um, when there was a switch over, when Brooks left, um, it, it stopped happening. And we weren't, we tried to kind of make, you know, engage with Park Central about potentially still doing that and, and kind of ran into difficulties there. So that's where we got into conversations about maybe we can have a community representative on the board um, we would love to go back to that format where the development, someone from the development committee or from Park Central really, you know, presented the, the upcoming development projects so that residents could attend the development committee to weigh in on the projects, um, I think would be ideal. We just weren't able to make that happen. And I would agree with everything you just said and, and add that part of why it was helpful when um, Brooks would come and present the development committee packet to the neighborhood association, you know, a week before the development committee meeting. Um, you know, he not only could show us the packet, uh, but he had had all of this communication with the developers beforehand, all of this insight and context, so that he was really able to answer questions and not just show a packet, but to like tell us the scoop and. Um, so I think from my view, there is a benefit to having the person who is responsible for presenting to the neighborhood, um, you know, having it be someone that's on staff at Park Central, because while I think that having a volunteer from the neighborhood association take on that role is certainly better than it not happening, the, it's hard to get volunteers to, to do something like that. Um, and to do so with quality year after year. And I think it would be better if it was done by the Park Central staff. And in the beginning, it, when, when I moved to the neighborhood, the whole reason the development committee meeting was timed to be a week after this meeting was so that the communication could happen. So anyway, I'm beating a dead horse here, but just wanted to say I agree and think it makes sense. And I just want to add again, it's not an either or. I mean, I do think it is important to have um, a representative um, from the neighborhood um, on the committee. You know, uh, those committee members are also getting briefed by um, whomever. So I think that still is important that you have a voice. Um, Well, I, I don't think there are any immediate next steps for these amendments. Um, it, 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 it actually kind of sounds like going back to the drawing board of sorts. Um, I think it, it's, oh, sorry, Dan. No, I kind of just lost thought. It's where <laughs> I, um, I mean, I, I think, sweet tea, I think it would be helpful if, 
maybe you could advocate for us in your conversations with Park Central to get more of that flow of information, that engagement component going again. Um, a lot of these amended bylaws, you know, again, as Adams, I don't want to be a dead horse here, but it, it's to fill the gap that was left when it stopped happening because mm -hmm. it is such a hot topic in our neighborhood. Um, and the, the size and scale of some of these development projects yeah. have huge impacts. A lot of them get tax incentives um, and they just get mm -hmm. kind of shuffled through. Um, and then we hear about it afterwards and a lot of people are upset. Um, so, you know, again, like, you know, in your, your, the development committee was put in place by Joe Rohde to get feedback to help him move forward projects. So since you're now like the other woman, I guess you can have a better position to advocate for us to get more engagement. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just Thank you. Back, back when Alderman Rohde started it, there was no neighborhood association. There were a few, a few uh, sporadic gatherings of different smaller associations scattered throughout, but they didn't meet regularly, and they just, you know, very had very low attendance. So Joe wanted some neighborhood feedback, so he created this, this or helped create this nonprofit to help with that. But now that the neighborhood association yours is getting going um, and Brooks did try to you know engage you guys and I think Park Central does still but the timing is a little yeah. off now like you mentioned so it would be good to get um, the timing uh, back but like Elena was here tonight to give you updates there haven't yeah. been any proposals big proposals coming through in the last few months but of course they'll start again and then I also want to point out that the Neighborhood Association does have members on the Development Committee now, but they may not be officially board members of the Neighborhood Association. So I see the benefit um, uh, of that. That's what you're shooting for. But I'm, I'm here to support all of your decisions and provide some context if you, if you need it. That's it. Who are the members um, who are on the development committee part of the neighborhood association? Ron. Um, well, Michael, are you? We haven't met for a while because there haven't been any um, lately. But I know Vince. Vince was on it. Um, Vince Michael, is on the infrastructure are, committee. I'm on the I'm on the infrastructure committee. Okay, but Michael and Sarah, were you guys? Sarah no, Bowman? I think I saw Tom on here though when I logged in. That's actually been one of the problems actually with the yeah. current development committee is that um, I'm I'm not on the committee. Uh, I've actually tried to inquire as to how I would be on the committee and received. No guidance, uh, no structure, how committee members are chosen, how long they serve. Uh, uh, that's, that's actually one of the issues that we're trying to address. Yeah. In fact, Michael like submitted through an email on the Park Central website and never even got a response. Um, this was a couple years ago, but I mean, just well, then, you, then you try to plan again and then you were told. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm just that that that's I think one of the things that needs a little more clarification. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. And then you also talk about, um, I see, conflict of interest policy. Um, just want to get a clarification on that. Um, and I guess, have there or some examples? I'll give that. you an example. Um, I think most of the frustrations that uh, prompted the whole discussion that we're having about everything kind of goes back to the third phase of the Union Grove project um, in which uh, Wash U, um, you know, was selling land to another board member because Wash U um, is a board member at Park Central and, and so is Green Street. Um, at least it was at the time, I believe. And um, so I was unclear about what the conflicts of interest policy is. Um, and uh, just I guess my question would be like one of the practices at Park Central is to um, take a private vote after the, everyone who's not on the committee has been asked to leave. And so, and often there's not minutes or transcripts for what happens um, behind closed doors. And, um, and so it's unclear Sometimes, like with that, I'm thinking of the Union Grove development, it's unclear to me um, whether um, people who had a vested interest in that project were present during the deliberations and whether they recused themselves from the room while the votes were taken or if they voted or how that all worked. So to me, just having a little more transparency about those things would be good. Okay, great. Any other um, thoughts or concerns regarding, I guess, current processes and how they, the interactions between the organizations within our neighborhood? One more request. Oh, sorry. What my last request would just be like, I think it would be great if Park Central would have their um, bylaws, not just for their committees, but for their if those were public, um, perhaps on their website. Bylaws for the organization, did you say? Yeah, so if something needs to be amended or if there's questions about the any of these things, unless those bylaws are public, it's hard for us to know what's happening. Are there any other things regarding um, Park Central? Um, and then again, please email me or, or contact me. And, um, and I know some of you already are gonna reach out to me. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm here, I'm here for you as an advocate, um, advocating for the board. And I've done that a lot in my past um, 
career in terms of being in underserved communities and bringing resources to them. Um, Uh, any other parting words uh, you'd like to make before uh, we run on to uh, adjournment and some last minute announcements? Sweet tea. I just say uh, thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, th this won't be easy either, um, you know, and it'll take some time. Uh, and so my biggest thing is um, uh, getting the support. It's not just voting but getting support beyond that. And so, so that actually reminds me, um, uh, if somebody would like to help me out with some social media um, and or, you know, I wanna do uh, these events, I don't know if it would be called like civic dinners where we would propose a question um, like, um, you know, how can we re-envision or imagine Forest Park Southeast or the Ward 17 in 20 years? What would you imagine that to be? And have these conversations. And um, I'm actually working with one of my past professors at MIT in the Urban Studies program that's actually doing something like this across the United States. And I said, could we do that maybe in the city of St. Louis? So we're looking at um, doing something like that. Um, and it's not just having conversations, but taking those conversations and bringing it to another level in terms of implementation. And so, uh, that's a way to um, connect us, ourselves and to move uh, St. Louis as a whole forward. Awesome. Love it. All right, uh, we'll move into adjournment and last minute announcements. Uh, just wanna say uh, thanks to, to Tina, to, to Sweetie, to Ron, to Elena, <laughs> to um, Officer Walker um for attending tonight um again if you want to become a dues paying member uh and vote in any upcoming elections uh i have on my screen here our venmo account it is at fpse-na uh you can also access it on our website if you go to our drop down menu um oops, right here under uh, neighborhood association, go to join. Uh, the Venmo account is linked right there. Join or donate. Um, with that, uh, next month, uh, we will talk about some upcoming event ideas and um, look for an official agenda and the meeting minutes over the next month. Awesome, guys. Well, thank, thank you all for attending. Brian, I won't be coming back to dig holes in your yard. I'm sorry. I won't have <laughs> <yours> either then. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. You too. See you guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. See you guys. Brian and Dan, I'll come over and help you. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm open to it. Personally, not for the neighborhood, though, but <laughs> good night. See you guys. I'm going to go walk my dog. <laughs> hey, hi to Apollo. Hi, Apollo. Say hi. All right, see you guys. <laughs>